Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris. Joel Thomas looks like he's lost in the Bermuda Triangle. I'm not actually in the Bermuda Triangle, man. I'm in some swamp and it's got like hogamollies and all kind of stuff tearing me down, man. But guess what? I'm busting free, baby. I'm busting free. I'm riding the back of a Nephilim because I got the Nephilim blood running through my veins and they sniffed it out on me, baby. Let's go. Brat, brat. Woo. You know how we do it over here. Let's get everything out in the front. First, tell everybody, man, you could just go straight to killthemockingbirds.com now. You don't have to go to Apple, Spotify. You can still go to a, one of those podcast 2.0 apps, but why not just listen to the show on the website, killthemockingbirds.com. Really easy. Check out what we got over there. Members only coming soon. Um, and you can still follow us on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Sean Chris Music on Instagram, Van Tesla Music on Instagram, and Sean Chris, Joel Thomas on all music streaming platforms. And don't forget, what, Joel? Right now, while you're listening to the episode, you can literally go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify right now. You can give us a five-star review while you're listening. Write us a nice review on Apple plus the five star and on Spotify every week. We got a cool poll on each one of our episodes and you can write something really nice per episode over there, too. So that always helps the algorithm, guys. Every time you do that, it pushes our podcast deeper in the algorithm. More people listen to it. And man, we have got a ton of people listening right now. And I'm going to read one of the five star reviews right now, Sean. You know, we've been getting a lot of those good ones and I want to read one right now. Jimbo Yetsko, the only thing that this incredible podcast seems to be lacking is Anglobonics. You guys can have that. Do with it what you will. Ha ha, booyah, dog. Yes, booyah, dog. You know what we're... And I'm going to figure out what Anglobonics is, and we'll find a way to (laughs) incorporate that into the show. Appreciate that, Jimbo. Now... We have got a really, really cool guest here. We got Phil from Exploring with Phil. And man, you've been doing the rounds and you've been on Tony several times. You know, that's how I got to know who you were. And you've got some really cool stuff. And we really want to get into some of the really weird hunts you've been on some of the deep dives you've been on and some of the weird places around the world but first let everybody know where to find you um where they can go watch your stuff and we'll get all that good stuff here early on sure sounds good well first of all thank you for having me it's going to be a lot of fun talking about bridgewater triangle um as far as where you can find me on my socials pretty much all my socials are exploring with phil with two l's minus twitter which is exploring underscore phil because exploring with phil won't fit twitter's the only one where it won't fit i don't get it i don't know why but it's weird so that's the only one and then as far as my youtube channel goes canadian dutch boy studios that's where you can find my weekly youtube videos 7 p.m every single week i'm going somewhere else whether it's 
Bridgewater Triangle, or sometimes I do travel out. I went to Gettysburg recently, so I do a lot of different places. Um, Urban Legends, you know, you name it. As far as uh, Bridgewater Triangle goes, I've pretty much um, been there or planning to go there. So, um, As far as the Bridgewater Triangle goes, for those people who don't know what the Bridgewater Triangle is, it's a 200-square-mile tri- triangulation area in Ma- south, uh, southeastern Massachusetts. It comprises of a bunch of different towns. Now, it's not an exact science. It's not like, oh... If, if you are on the opposite side of the triangle, nothing's going to happen on that side. It's not really, it doesn't really work that way. But it's just an area where there's a high concentration of just weird and strange events. I mean, we're talking everything from, you know, ghosts, spirits, um, unnatural animals. Uh, we're talking um, wolves, pterodactyl-like creatures. Uh, we're talking uh, Pukwudgies, Bigfoot, Dogman. Um, large snakes that are, you know, like 24 foot long snakes, you know, just a lot of, a lot of strange things, Thunderbird sightings, cult activity, UFOs. I mean, basically a, you name it, it's happened here or some, some version of it has happened here. So it's, it's just an area where there's tons of hotspots. Some of the hotspots, obviously Huckamuck Swamp, Freetown State Forest are probably the two like hotspots that people talk about the most. I've probably been to the most. Obviously, there's other ones that are kind of lesser known. We can get into some of those, but that's kind of like the general breakdown of like the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, now, it was this phrase was co- coined by a man, Lauren. I wrote his name down, Lauren Coleman. He wrote this book called um, like Mysterious America, and it was about all these different legends. And so he started as he was collecting evidence for his book, he started realizing that like, hey, wait a minute, there's like. A lot of paranormal th- claims that are happening in this one area. And so that's where the Bridgewater Triangle was born. He coined the phrase because there was such a large area. And then he kind of drew it out on a map. And it it was a triangle. And at the heart of that triangle is the Huckamuck Swamp. So it's like the Disney World of Paranormal. That's it all. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's it's so weird. It's so weird. It's one of those things where, like, I feel if most people don't really think about it, don't really talk about it. And there's just crazy things happening right under people's noses. And people, most people are oblivious to it and would have no idea. Like I grew up, you know, very close to the Bridgewater Triangle. My, I would say majority of my life I had I was oblivious to the paranormal activity going on in the Bridgewater Triangle and the claims and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just it's, it's very cool and interesting for sure. Um, I don't know if you guys want me to get into some of like the hotspots. I don't know if you guys want me to go into like Huckamuck Swamp. Absolutely, yeah. So I will say, since I was on Tony's shows last, when I came home, I went back to the Huckamuck Swamp. So I do have some like new information that I didn't know the last time I was there, if you guys want to hear about that kind of first. So for those people who didn't listen to my appearance on Tony's show, I'll kind of give a little recap of one of the things that happened. And that's this 25-minute experience where I had this these metal noises and glass moving, um, a large bang on a tree, then the tree falls down. Later on, I listen to the audio of it and I catch an EVP of like a, a hmm, like or someone hitting, like, you know, if as if you were using an axe or something and you were like, you know, it reminded me of like, like when you listen to like tennis and you hear people hit the, hit the ball with, and you know, they always make a noise when they hit. That's exactly what it sounded like, someone like physically. So I, I'm catch, I catch that, all that stuff. So I go back out with the explicit intent on like trying to catch this stuff again. So I go out in that same specific area. Um, I don't hear anything right away. I take a bathroom break and 
then I start hearing the beeping again, like I had heard the first time I was there. So I hear the beeping and then I get the large smack on the tree. Just the same, the same exact experience I had before. Now, this experience was not a 25 minute experience. It was like a 30 second experience. So I got the beeping, I got the noise, and then no other noises as far as the beeping or that loud noise. But I will say on the word bank, I have a word bank device that's on my iPad and it just a ghost can allegedly use it and say words, whatever they want. So at first when I got the app, I was kind of skeptical of the app as anybody should be like, it's an app, like can ghosts really like, so over time I've gotten some like pointed answers, either I've got something on the spirit box and I get it on the word bank. But in this particular case, I get the metal beeping. I'm like saying hello. I'm trying to like make contact and I get um, entity first word, maybe 20, 30 seconds later, come uh, that, right after that two words back to back, come see. You know, basically, like, in my opinion, telling me to like, hey, go in there. And this is going to really this is the weirdest part. So I, I posted this trailer of the video. Someone commented on the video and was like, hey, I've been doing a lot of like UFO research. And a lot of people that have been abducted said right before that they were abducted, they heard that a metal beep and then a large like smack or, or whatchamacallit, the same noise that I was hearing in the, in the swamp, which kind of creeped me out a little bit. And so, yeah. That Weird. to me really uh, so now you got my mind really flipping when you tied it into the UFO phenomena because you know I'm I'm a big uh I'm a big thought I'm in a big category of the thought that these things are connected, right? So and I think a lot of people know that at least uh aliens, greys or whatever seem to be connected to the paranormal world, um, at least interdimensionally more than, you know, what people want to let on. I don't think it's a separate thing. I, I think that in some ways, maybe these things are the same thing. They're just manifesting differently depending on the situation and the person. So this come see or come here. I've heard a lot of that stuff too, where greys will be saying this to somebody uh, telepathically in front of them to where they're luring them into some situation. Now, if we're talking about like forests and stuff, you can start getting into uh, the fey folk and talking about fairies and all that too. And that seems to be a common thread when it comes to people getting lured into spaces or into areas that are ducked off away from where other people might could help them. So I, I, I man, it, to me, that's where my mind's going with it. What, what do you think about it? I totally agree with you because not only that, but I think you, you mentioned the, the faith folk. This place is also known for Pukwudgies as well. And for those people who don't know what a Pukwudgie is, uh, it's a, basically a, a troll-like creature. Um, some people call them littles. Across all of uh, Native American culture, there are these kind of entities, very similar to Sasquatch as well. Um, so they're known to be here. I've gotten direct communication with Pukwudgie in my last video. I, as a joke, I was walking down the path and I was like, I was like, hello, Pukwudgies, where are you, my friends? And they said, here, you know, right next to me. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. So, <laughs> I had a question about, about like you said, the first time it felt like 25 minutes, right? Like, I don't know if you like timed it or not. And then the last time was more like a 30 seconds. Now, do you think that 25 minutes could be like a time lapse? Like maybe it wasn't as long as that, or was it 25 minutes? Or was it that as you experienced it again, and then now like your mind was able to process right. it? I was just curious. Um, I feel like that. it, I mean, it was probably, it was lengthy because I did catch most of it on camera. 
So I did cut a little bit out here and there. So I'd have to go back and like make sure. But I mean, who knows? You may be right. Maybe it was more like a 15 minute e experience, you know, but I, I, I have to go back and check that to answer your question. I'm not 100 percent sure. Just because, you know, how crazy stuff happens, right. like, you know, it, it sometimes can expand longer. Right. And I was wondering if like then your mind kind of adjusted to it the next right. time you went out and it's like, woof, and it could it it didn't get you in that little time lapse because your mind was able to right. perceive what it was. Right. A little and bit it's better. Just, it, I still don't know exactly what it is. Like I, it's, it's weird. Cause in the Huckamuck, there's definitely spirits there for sure. There's definitely puck wedgies there, but there definitely seems to be something else there. That's like, I don't say darker, but like in the shadows and kind of not coming out. Like what I'm hearing in the, whatchamacallit. Cause I don't feel like that's puck wedgies necessarily. Cause I did, uh, they were like right next to me. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't know unless they're just trying to trick me, which they kind of do that too. So it's hard to, it's hard, but I feel like it has to be some sort of an entity for sure, whether that's a Sasquatch, Pukwudgie or something. It's it's definitely a physical creature, but also spiritual. It's a it's a combination of the both, you know, and and because Pukwudgies can disappear. I feel like Sasquatches can probably disappear, too. Not 100 percent. No one really knows. But I have a feeling that that's probably why they can hide so well. You know, it's very strange that like, you know, if you think about it, you know, like someone would have caught, you know, seen a body or something as well. Maybe that's why. You know, maybe it's because they're half spiritual and they're, you know, when they die, they disappear kind of thing or who knows, you know, it's very strange, very strange. I've just really, really, I know I've said it a few times now in the last few shows, but I'm really just into this whole merging of a dimension to our dimension, right? Like, I feel like that I do think there's portals and all that, but I feel like we're at a moment and maybe there's moments in times where the frequency like just buckles up and we just merge these different dimensions together and that's how we're seeing it it's almost like when you're saying there's a bigger darker entity it's almost like to me how i'm seeing it's that's like the ringleader is there like maybe a ringleader or something that is an entity that is controlling that whole area and maybe those other entities are maybe more fearful of that and maybe they're even warning you or telling you something like when you're trying to decipher what they're warning you about maybe they are warning you that there is something more oh for sure there. and I, I i'll be honest with you i think there's something like holding people there for sure last time i went out unprovoked they i got help me probably four or five times in the spirit box you know and then when i asked what could i do to help them they said food you know it's which is weird you know it's just like uh you know i don't want to make it that you know why would a ghost want food and what do they mean by yeah, food? Yeah, right. <laughs> or is it a pakwachi or something you know what i mean like what do they eat i don't know you know what i mean it's it's weird, dude. The Huckamuck's crazy. And actually, I'll tell you something else that happened. Unrelated to, like, the noises or whatever, just kind of like a really cool experience. I did not hear it with my own ears. This is caught after the fact. I was in kind of an area where someone had done a video recently and caught, like, a full-body apparition of something in the shadows of the swamp, like, in this area. So I wanted to go to that area because it's the same area where I've heard um, metal crinkling noises. I've heard... Um, two rocks hit each other like you know like it's just like that boom boom um within 10 to 15 feet no one there i know stuff like that so i've had activity here at this spot so i'm like all right i will go to the spot you know this these other people have had activity there let me check it out so i go there i do a couple of EVP sessions um I, I with my own ears i do hear one thing and that's just metal hitting metal it sounded like a sword hitting metal that's the only thing i can describe it as Really, there's no one out there. I know there's no one there. And that's something I heard with my own ears. But the thing I didn't hear with my own ears that I caught after, a Native American flute with drums. You know, like, 
I don't know if it's a residual thing, you know, kind of because this is an area where Native Americans, Wampanoags like lived and stuff. So maybe this area is just like kind of like so full of energy or whatever that, you know, maybe this is a memory that got trapped there or something. Or maybe it's Pukwudgies playing flutes. I don't know. You know, they do. They say that Pukwudgies like to dance allegedly. So I was like, oh, OK, well, maybe it's them, you know, dancing around. I don't know. Weird, though. Like, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> wild. Well, two things. One, we we're talking about uh, entities controlling an area, and it kind of makes me think of an episode we did with Ward, um, who, if people don't know by now who Ward is, he's the camera guy that goes on all the trips with us when we hunt cryptids down and all that. But we did an episode about angelology. And one of the hierarchy of angels are uh, dominions and they control certain areas. And this would this would go into the scope of good angels or fallen angels at that point, too. So it makes me think like in a demonic realm or a fallen angel realm, maybe there's something that's uh, watching that area that's controlling, manipulating behind the scenes. The other thing, too, that you brought up was the metal sound. And lately in the past couple years, the metal sound seems to be uh, correlates to portals opening because a lot of people talk about hearing this metallic sound before these portals open. What if like a portal opened and then something came out and was just like dancing around playing the flute <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off in the distance? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and then you I know, that. I know. It's absolutely wild. It's absolutely wild. The, like the Huckamuck's just crazy. And uh, dude, I think you're onto something about the the fallen angel thing. Because when I was out there last, I did get the word bank response angel. And I took that as a regular angel, like a good angel. You know what I mean? But who knows? Maybe not. You know, maybe they, and maybe the, there are fallen angels there and they're the ones holding people there. Or they're the ones doing stuff and making the noises and all that kind of stuff, you know. And they're like controlling the puckwudgies and they're kind of like the, the leaders of this. You know, who knows? I don't know that for a fact. I'm just kind of speculating. But I mean, it's... It's really, really weird. Really, really weird place. Um, I will say one more thing that happened um, when I was out there recently. I got an EVP. I got a, a couple of EVPs, um, like, hey, hellos, that kind of stuff. But the weirdest one, in, um, about 10 feet away from me, it's like a woman. And she basically is definitely talking to someone else, not me. She basically asked, how old is he? I'm assuming talking about me, you know, which is such a... Odd question. Out of all the things to ask, you know, like, oh, I wonder how old he is over there. You know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Or it could be someone, like you said, they're talking to somebody else. Maybe it is like a, a spirit that or that hasn't been able to reach where they're supposed to go and they're in that loop. You know what I mean? Like where they're like in whatever loop of time that they were in. That's also possible, like that they're just like talking about somebody's age and then like they maybe they passed away uh got hit by a car at that moment or whatever happened right there you know like that got them stuck in that area i really do think that it's uh the fallen angel thing is pretty interesting too because a lot of it what it makes me think of is like i said uh that like upside down you know the strange uh uh stranger things everything's kind of like mashed up and there's something that i feel like is pushing around when you hear that flute like it could also be like hey does that flute like do some is it some kind of frequency that gets into certain people's brains and maybe they get trapped over there because maybe if you have a lower vibration and they hear you hear that it kind of hypnotizes you and maybe that's why people are lost in there and then they're lost and they're in this other dimension that they can't get out of so we can hear them and maybe they're just all out of it and they can't really see us 
that's just something that I was thinking about when you're talking about the flute, because I was like, you know, flutes, you know, think about that with like cobras and enticing things and the frequencies. So I, I was like, maybe that's something they're playing off of. Obviously, that's speculation. But what are some of these? Um, I was really interested to see some of the other like weird, unnatural animal sure. sightings you were talking about. Sure. In that area. I've had um, I had this experience where I saw like this wolf. The best thing to describe it is a wolf. So. I was in this new area, which I hadn't at the time hadn't explored before. And it was an area of the Huckamuck Swamp I had not even been to. I didn't even know it was even an access point. Um, So basically, I go to check out this area and I start walking down the trail less than a half a mile from my car. Um, It's just one trail. You know what I mean? Like I'm just on trail, not even deep into the swamp or the woods, just kind of in, you know, the normal path. So I start walking down, and then I get this really... Re- I've never had this feeling before while filming before. And it was only this time. And it was literally like I got a voice in my head that said, you shouldn't be here. And I kind of ignored it, and I just kept on going. And then it happened again. And so I mentioned it on camera, like, hey, I've got this feeling like I shouldn't be here. Right? And so I, I keep on going. I ignore it. I'm like, all right, well, I, I feel creeped out. But it's the Huckamuck Swamp. I felt creeped out here before. The first time I went here, I was creeped out. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, maybe I'm just like psyching myself out. It's not an area I'm familiar with. You know, whatever. You're being a baby. Keep on going. So I get to this point where I, um, I'm i still on trail. I look to the left, and it's just like an absurd amount of trees falling down. I mean, I'm talking as far as the eye could see. Like, it's almost like, like I guess on a Tony show, it looked like saw a tornado rip through there. But I know no tornado ripped through there because it would be on the news. It'd be a big deal if there was a tornado in Massachusetts, you know, so it doesn't happen all the time. So I know it's not that I, we haven't had any storms recently that this could be a normal thing. It was just very strange to see this many trees down. So I thought that was weird. And I'm like, OK, well, whatever. I'll um, let me do. I, I shot the camera. I was like, all right, let me do a spirit box, get the spirit box out. I turn it on. I go to turn on my camera. And before I do that, I look up and about 40 feet, 40, 45 feet in front of me over the top of one of these trees like you know how trees fall there's like um sometimes not all the time the the whole up roots will come with it because it's not very strong or whatever so like it'll be like a circle around the base of the tree so over one of these over the back of it comes jumps over and lands on the other side and the best thing i can describe it as it looks like a wolf not a coyote because it's bigger than any other coyote i've ever seen in my life but it's black and it's like extremely fluffy like that was one of the words I used to describe it when I first turned on the camera and was like trying to describe what I saw. I was like black, fluffy, like extremely fluffy, very, very fluffy. Um, and I think Tony asked me as, as far as how big it is. I would say a little bit. It's hard to tell because it's far away, but like, uh, you know, a little bit below waist level level. I've never seen a wolf besides this creature in real life to know what a wolf looks like as far as size wise to compare the two. But this thing was bigger than any other coyote I've ever seen. There's not supposed to be wolves in Massachusetts. That's what I'm saying. With the Huckamuck, here's exactly that same thing. Animals that are not supposed to be there that people are seeing, this is exactly one of them. I mean, people have claimed to see like Black Panthers. Like, this is just a very strange experience. Anyway, so what ended up happening is I see this and I just got, I don't know, the, the, the greatest fear I've ever had in my life. And I just grabbed my stuff and I just left immediately and just didn't look back just kind of just went which is a mistake on my part but you know i was i've never been so afraid and doing a video ever in my life until that moment and i wish i would have filmed it and like i would have got it on camera because it just would have been remarkable to see it but 
that's my wolf story as far as a huckamuck. Um, seeing a, na- a natural animal that's not supposed to be there in, I mean, we're talking a mile from the parking lot. You know, we're not talking about like in the middle of the swamp where it's like, okay, maybe there's like animals in there they wouldn't normally see. No, 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 no. This is like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, half a mile from someone's house. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is close. This is really close. So, yeah, that's my wolf story um, with the huck. Yeah, that's interesting to me. And it seems to be in a lot of these high strangeness areas around the U.S. and just around the world in general, but especially in the U.S. because I've been to some of them, that there tends to be these animals that show up that shouldn't be in places and they tend to be black which i always find very interesting too uh when i was in the uh daniel boone national forest they said they would see black panthers in there all the time and i was just out on the west coast and they have this thing called the click attack eight cat uh which is they said anywhere from four feet to six feet at the shoulder. This thing's massive. So you got all of these different um, weird animals that are showing up places. And listen, you're not the first person that's told me that they've seen like a black wolf in some of these really high strangeness areas. And listen, here's the other thing. Could have been a dog man. And I'm going to tell you why it could have been a dog man, because they're not always on two feet. And there's been a lot of people see him on fours before they go to two feet, especially you said he jumped over this this tree rooted that was uprooted area. If he jumped over it, then he probably would have landed on fours anyway. Right. And maybe you got out of there before he was able to get up on two. You don't know. But in, in saying that there's different sizes of dogmen too. I know people, when they think of dogmen, they're thinking like seven, eight feet, which there are some of those, but there's a lot of them that are in this weird, like five foot to seven or six foot range as well when they're standing up. So you're, talking waist level you're probably talking what like two and a half three feet you know ish at the waist something like that well that, that seems pretty typical on a smaller dogman because they said especially the ones that run in packs man they tend to be a lot smaller and there's different kinds of dogmen too it's not just one type of thing so it could have been especially if there's something telling you hey don't go over here uh that's happened before with people too, man, when they go to some area and then there's some cryptid or some, you know, more of the violent type of Bigfoot or something like that in an area and they're not supposed to be there. There's something spiritual that's telling them not to go there. I mean, listen, man, don't get me wrong. I'm just like you. Something's telling me not to go there. I'm about to go. Like, if I go, yeah. if I go yeah. by getting killed by a dog, man, <laughs> what a way to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know what you'll be proven right you know <laughs> you know what i mean you'll have the evidence you know you know, you know? so yeah dude yeah totally dude the huckamuck is absolutely wild and another thing um i think is super interesting about the huckamuck swamp um when i released the video a guy that's like from louisiana or something commented on the video and he was saying like oh um you know i've i've heard i've had all these the same experiences in the swamp near me and so, and the, he's not the only one there. I think there was another person that reached out to me and said the same thing. Like, I mean, and then I was listening to Tony's episode. He was on, I think he released it on the confessionals a couple weeks ago. He was on someone else's podcast, but released it on his feed. And he, the guy he was interviewing with 
he said he's like he's talked about all the claims in the swamp down there and they're literally word for word the same claims in this swamp up here which i find super fascinating so it's like okay so here's two different swamps two different parts of the country you could not get more different than louisiana and massachusetts you know and i'm like dude it's the same stuff and like what and so then i'm like okay maybe there's a correlation maybe there's a reason why these things are attracted to these areas you know some sort of paranormal portals or whatever i don't know you know or i don't i'm not sure the, the reason but i thought it was very strange that to, you know here's two different swamps same claims one of the interesting parts that maybe have a connection to it is that i saw that you talked about like the cult activity around there so i wonder if any of that has if maybe you could go a little bit into sure. the cult activity around there and that could like shed sure, some light absolutely. on that yeah so there's a bunch of different um cult things that have happened in the past so I guess the, the the main area where most of this stuff happened would be the Freetown Freetown State Forest, which has a really really bad reputation. I cannot stress enough how bad of a place this. A lot of people think this place is, or just based off the history. For example, when I I've only been there three times. I've been to the Huckamuck a lot, so I don't go to the Freetown State Forest a lot for a reason. Fifty percent of the people that I bring up the Freetown State Forest, like they won't even go there. There's a friend of mine that's like a somewhat, I would say she's a spiritual person. Um, she's, you know, into like holistic stuff or whatever. She tells me over and over, do not go to the Freetown State Forest. Not only that, the Native Americans, the Wampanoags used to live in this area, said about the Freetown State Forest and the land that evil dwelt there. So, it's even, I would say, even more evil than like the Huckamuck or, you know, well, the Huckamuck's more like a lot of spirits. There's Puckwudgies. Yeah, there's not a crazy, crazy amount of evil, evil. Freetown State Forest is different, very different. So as far as the occult activity, to answer your question. So in the 70s, there was this guy, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he basically, him and his girlfriend convinced this other girl um, to go out to the Freetown State Forest, there, and the guys was, oh, we'll go, we'll go smoke some pot. We'll go into the forest. It'll be fun. We'll smoke some pot. Yeah, 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 cool. So he was into the occult and into like uh, sacrifice. You know, was really getting deep and, and wanted to basically sacrifice this girl as a sacrifice to Satan. And so that's exactly what he does. They kill this girl out there. You know, they lure her out there under false pretenses. They murder her. Long story short, they eventually do find out that, you know, this guy did this and the reasoning behind it, which led to like a scare. Not only that, there's been a lot of murders out there. There's been, um, you know, the cattle mutilations, right? That kind of stuff. Um, animal sacrifice is animal sacrifices, that kind of stuff. People finding, you know, um, dead, dead sheep, dead lambs, um, you know, other type of small animals. Um, not only that, obviously, Puckwudgies are known to be there. When I've been there personally, um, there's this one area called the ledge, and it used to be like a little like rock quarry where they used to you know mine quarry at. So it's a very like picturesque place. Um, I know of at least three or four people that have died fall falling in to the the ledge out there. When I this goes to show you Freetown State Forest. When I was out there last time, I was out there to do a ledge. I've only been to the ledge once, and there was a guy flying a drone out there. So I was talking to him. He gave me the drone footage to use in my video. Really cool guy. His name was Matt. Anyway, I was talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, my wife knows a guy that was um, murdered out here, and um, 
he was saying, oh, like and the newspaper said it was an accident. And he's like, it was not an accident. He was pushed off it. And so and this is like according, you know, obviously it's hearsay. It's like this guy's just you know saying it. But he seemed like pretty he didn't seem to be a guy that would make it up or whatever. He was basically just telling me what his wife told him. And I was like, that's interesting. Not only that, there's been a um, confirmed demonic possession on the ledge um, in the Bridgewater Triangle documentary. Um, there, there's this like paranormal group that goes out there at, at night or whatever, and one of their, you know, people that they're investigating with gets possessed and almost like throws herself off the ledge, you know, off the side. So, it's, for example, as far as the the things that I've got there, um, when I was there, I got called a bitch in the spirit box. When I asked what their name was, they said, "Why do you care?" Um, they said, "I'm going to get him," which I'm assuming is talking about me. Um, and yeah, when I asked for their name, they told me to shut up, you know, tell me to go home, stuff like that. Just like, I haven't gotten that, that negative response anywhere else ever, ever. I've gotten told to, I've gotten told to like go home or go away. Maybe never, you know, got told to like, you know, F off or anything like that. So it's just like, kind of goes to show you like the, the level of like negativity there. It's just, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what's there. I mean, obviously, there seems to be some dark, demonic entities. Not only that, there's stories of wild dogs being loose in there. Packs of wild dogs. Back in, this is like 2011. There's a pack of wild dogs running around in there, going after people. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like weird. Like, well, where does that happen? You know what I mean? Freetown State Forest. UFO sightings, of course. Many UFO sightings. Um, a lot, Like I said, a lot of the cult activity, stuff like that. They found, on the grosser side of things, they found this, like, pedo den where it was like this log cabin kind of thing dug out into the side of a, like a hill so if you saw it from a certain direction you couldn't see it kind of thing and then when they looked inside they found like kids clothes like just disturbing disturbing and so like i'm saying it's it's a dark place and like it seems that bad things and darkness is like drawn to it almost and people go there to seek out darkness or to commit darkness I mean, for example, they have like, tra- it's just like a state park. They have trails and it's supposed to be this nice place. They have dirt biking trails in Massachusetts. There is not a lot of dirt biking trails in Massachusetts. So this is one of the places you can actually dirt bike at. Someone put barbed wire across the dirt bike trail. So that way, if you were riding through and you you know weren't paying attention, boom, decapitated, you're dead. You know what I'm saying? This place is, there's just like evil there, you know, or just like, I don't know. Like I said, I think it attracts evil. You know, I think there's evil that dwells there and then it like draws it in or something. That's the only way I can describe it. And they're only almost yes. like they're feeding. Yes. Them, you know what I mean? Like they're feeding yep. the evil, like maybe as time goes, because we don't know when it started. Right. We only know from our existence that has, may have attracted a few of that bad intentions. And then when you get all that together, just feeding it and making it worse and grow, you know, if energy is like, you know, when you're happy, you can transfer that energy to other people and vice versa. Right. So I, it sounds like people are not only attracted there, but they're feeding it and it's getting worse and worse and getting more and more deadly. It made me think too, because we don't know, how far back in that area what's going on there right we really don't know outside of what you said about the native americans being in that area but we don't even know back before that right so and that's i'm throwing out the disclaimer to people that think 
that the Native Americans were the only people on this continent. That's not that's not true. That's what the uh, Smithsonian is trying to sell you. But that's not the truth. There's been plenty, plenty of different people on this continent. And I'm thinking even further back, like thousands of years. What if we we're just talking about fallen angels, too? Well, a lot of times these fallen angels would manifest in a way that they would be a god to what whatever population was there at the time. And they would feed this God, you know, with, with, with children, you were just talking about the pedo den. Um, you're talking about, uh, human sacrifice, uh, all these things, you know, what if this dominion, this particular, you know, angel fallen angel or God that was there in this area still resides in this area and still wants its sacrifices, still wants its blood. And you're talking about too, it's more concentrated in that particular area and you get out of that area. It's still, Weird shit going on. It's still some some messed up stuff, but it's not as concentrated because maybe that's where it's really pouring out from is this particular area. And man, that pedo thing's got my mind really working because as soon as you said that, that's where my mind went was these with these sacrifices. Because yeah, you got these pedos that love to do this stuff, but you got the you got the other side of it too. Like it could be more than just the pleasure that the pedo's getting from it, it could be some sort of sacrificial offering to whatever God is in that area. And to your point as well, Joel, that to carry these on, there's families that will continuously carry this on. They could be lawyers, like whatever they are now from that tradition from a long, long ago. So that's maybe why it's continuously being fed. And maybe too, some of these areas, why some are just weird, and some are just like evil weird, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe there is, that's the part of the spiritual war. Maybe some of those, like we say, not every entity is bad. Not every like, you know, we don't know of Bigfoot, Dogman. Like we know what's one sound aggressive. Maybe that is that internal battle that we're constantly seeing and why some areas are way more like just people go there and they're just like, that's what we hear too. You hear everybody like at certain spots they go and they're like, wow, man. Like as soon as you get there, when you feel that, that's your intuition kicking in like, hey, man, this is not normal. Like beyond even the stuff I usually see. And I think like, you know, these other locations are more like kind of like maybe not peaceful, but like maybe they're people, something more on our side kind right. of deal. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm going to be planning a night investigation there. I've never done a night investigation there. I've been having a hard time finding people to go with me, believe it or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I got like definitely two people that are interested in going. So I think probably in the next month or two, I'll be planning that. So that's going to be interesting for sure. Cause like I said, I've only been there like three or four times and I've never been there at night. So Lord knows what happens at night in the Freetown state forest. So, um, but yeah, that, I, it's Freetown, man. It's a weird, weird, weird place. Where you go from Epstein's Islands to Epstein's Cabin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> I wonder, Phil, uh, why you're having such a tough time getting yeah. people to go out there with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. I really don't get it. <laughs> What's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, so I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. You got uh, the council meeting tree. I want to talk a little bit about that, and you can break that down for the listening audience and then talk about you know what you know about it personally. Absolutely. So the the Dighton Council Oak Tree was allegedly a meeting place for 
a king named Philip, who was a Native American uh, Wampanoag leader. And this is during the time of like the pilgrims. We're talking 1675. This is a long, long time ago. So um, for those people who don't know, there was a war between the pilgrims and the Wampanoags. It was at the time the bloodiest war in New England history. Um, you know, over 10,000 Native Americans lost their lives. Um, the whole towns in Massachusetts ceased to exist. You know, so it, we're talking like, you know, this is devastating. The the colony, the Plymouth Colony and Massachusetts Bay Colony, I mean, some of them were almost threatened not to even exist anymore. So it was a very bloody war anyway. So I just set that up just to kind of give you an idea of like the, the signif historical significance of this tree. So King Philip allegedly would meet with his confidants here. It was kind of like a sacred tree. Not only that, nearby was one of the largest Native American Wampanoag settlements in the area. Allegedly, around 2,000 people or so, give or take, lived in this area, like directly near this tree. And so uh, a, a listener of a listener, a viewer of mine had messaged me and was like, hey, I know about this tree. And I had no idea. I'd never heard of it before. So he told me a little bit of information about it, just basically what I told you. So I was like, all right, cool. I mean, it'll be a cool video. Even if I don't catch anything, it'll be a cool video. It's a cool story. Let me go out there and check it out. So I go out there and I kind of describe it. It's basically just like a regular old neighborhood. And then behind this neighborhood, it's just like an open field where it's just like kind of an open field, a couple like farmland areas. And in one of these farmland areas, there's just like this old stump. I would say it's probably only four feet high because the tree's kind of gone. It's gone. But it's just like the stump that's left there, you know, kind of like four feet tall kind of thing. Really, really thick, big, huge tree. So, like I said, very limited history. Basically, just what I told you. That's all I knew going in. So, I, I set up my devices. I got a little REM pod out. So, I set the REM pod out. It starts going off immediately. And so, I'm like, oh, that's weird. I was like, well, maybe it's like, you know, the electricity with these power lines that are 100 feet away. Maybe I'll, I'll reset it. I'm like, I reset it. It's quiet. I'm like, okay, cool. It was just the, just the power. Boom, it starts going off again immediately. And it basically went off the entire time I was there, which is the only time where the REM pod's ever done that before, where it's gone off the entire time, which is, I think, just kind of interesting. I just think, I don't know what that means. I just think it means that there's some sort of energy there, like constant energy there. And the, the paranormal evidence I got there backs it up. So I got what sounds like, again, on a bathroom break. This is the second time. I was on a bathroom break and left my phone and recorder going in which I caught um, drums, basically, like Native American drums. And when I mean Native American drums, it's exactly what you think it sounds like. You know, if you've seen any like dancings with wolves or any of those kind of like, you know, traditional, real Native American stuff, you'll that's exactly what it sounded like. And it's clear and you could hear it in the background. And then when I come back, it kind of just fades away like it was never there. So I got that, that happened. Of course, I didn't hear that in the moment. Uh, none of these things I hear in the moment. Well, sometimes I do, but at this particular um, place, I didn't hear anything in the moment. I got what sounds like on the on an EVP, what sounds like a growl, you know, just like kind of like someone that's just not very happy or pleased that I'm either there or I'm talking to them or irritating them. It was something like, just like a, hmm. You know, Almost like, like you're uh, in their territory kind of thing. Yes. Well, absolutely. Like, oh, who's this European, you know, coming in here? You know, because if, if, if they're from <laughs> if they're from the 1600s or earlier, they're, that's what they're going to think. You know, they're going to be like, oh, here's another Englishman here. You know, 
Um, I got another. I got a grunt as well, a grunt and a growl kind of thing. On the spirit box, yet again, um, I got we want food. You know, another like call to be like, hey, we want food, um, which I just think is interesting because, like I said, if they're ghosts, why would a ghost be asking for food? Do you know what I mean? Unless they don't know that they're dead. You know, like you were saying earlier, like they're stuck in some sort of time loop and they think they're alive. You know, and that they're like, oh, we need food. We're starving. We need food. And, you know, maybe they died because they were starving to death. Or maybe we lose translation, kind of like what Joel was saying. And it really means like sacrifice. You know what I mean? They're not saying like food. Maybe that's how we interpret it. But like, we don't know how that the frequency comes out. And it's like food. But what does that mean? You know, maybe that's basic talk for them. True, true that, true that. And so uh, not only that, I started asking about King Philip's War because I'm like, all right, if these are Native Americans... You know, they're going to know about this. You know, they're definitely going to know what I'm talking about. And so I started asking about King Philip's War and they called it the Great War, which at the time, that's what it was called. It was called the Great War. So yet again, like confirmation. Yes, I'm talking. There's Native Americans here for sure. I'm talking to them. They're here. They're responding to me. And so I get this. I ask about. So the Wampanoag's enemies, one of their like mortal enemies was the Mohawks. And the Mohawks are from like New York area. And so I was like. Why don't I just ask about the Mohawks? If there's Wampanoags here, they're definitely going to like respond to if I ask about Mohawks. So I was like, do you like the Mohawks? And without skipping a beat on the word bank, it says yeah or yes. And I'm like, I was like, wait a minute. And so I'm like, hold on. History is telling me that you guys didn't get along, but you're telling me that, yes, you do like them. So now my mind's blown because I'm like, all right, are these really Wampanoags or are they messing with me? Or is this something else? Or is this like, I, who knows? I don't know. I just thought it was weird. You know what I mean? Because like it it just it'd be like talking to like a, a, a spirit from Boston and be like, uh, do you like the New York Yankees or something? And they'd be like, oh, I love the Yankees. You know, it'd be like, that's the last thing you would expect them to say. Do you know what I mean? You're like, that's not what I thought you were going to say. You know what I mean? So I, just, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then. On two separate uh, occasions, um, they said my name in the spirit box. Um, yeah which is interesting. Um, I didn't say my name when I was there. I don't think I was wearing one of my shirts, but who knows? You know, like a ghost can like try to like mess with you like that too. Sometimes, you know, I've had them say stuff like that to me before or like, you know, I'm, we're going to get you or we want you or, you know, and it's just and most of the time it leads to nothing. But, you know, it's just like it's still a little bit unnerving when someone says your name. <laughs> You know, like, you know, it says your you know, name twice when you're out somewhere, you know, so. I believe it's to inflict fear into you, you know, like, I think they feed off our bad ener energy. So, like, if you're, like, fear, the more fear you give them, I feel like the worse it gets and then you become paralyzed. Right, right. And then the last thing that happened to me um, while I was there was I think I had walked away from the tree a little bit and I, I think I was walking back towards it and I catch an EVP that says it's him. I'm not assuming they're talking about me, um, you know. So, it, like I said, interesting place. I, d I definitely think there's Native Americans there, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I don't know if they're actually playing the drums there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's a residual thing, and it's like residual plus that they're they're still there. It's very strange, but um, just I mean, a cool place, absolutely. Like one of those places where I didn't expect much going in. But after the video was all done, I was like, holy shit, that place is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, damn, like I, it's just like sometimes 
you just you never know you never know about a place you know like like i said when i talked about the witching tree on tony's like that was a place that had no information on it and then i go and it's like all the stuff happens you know so and then you could go to some place where you know you're like oh yeah this is this is the place and then nothing happens you know so like sometimes it's just how it goes but that place is really cool highly recommend awesome yeah couple things there so you were talking about when you at least think that maybe you're talking to um the native americans that are from that area right and you ask them do they like the mohawks and they tell you yeah well maybe think about a couple things one it could just be some spirits messing with you but even in that case it kind of goes to what i always talk about like history's always been a lie like people you know in power have changed history and changed things for us to know and it could be that they they were really tight. They 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 did they actually got along and it and it had nothing to do with what they're telling us and maybe their demise came from a whole different set of circumstances. And it makes me think that even if it has nothing to do with the Native Americans and its spirits messing with you, they could be telling you the truth. Well, yeah, we're going to mess with them by telling them the truth about really what's going on around here. Like, hey, everybody got along until so-and-so showed up. And it might not even be the people that we think. It might not be the Europeans that showed up that started some battle there. It could be something completely different. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Any point of history, the tree itself is a iconic uh, image in anything from like Hinduism, Buddhism. I mean, you think about like the uh, the Celtics. Uh, the word the the term Druid even comes uh, from the word oak. Uh, you know, the Egyptian Book of the Dead talks about sycamores. And, you know, so you can go to any of these different areas of history and they're worshiping trees especially native americans who when they would travel to different spots they would literally set up shop around one of the biggest trees because they would worship the tree because it was part of nature and it felt like it got them closer to god and that was part of that right we can even take it all the way back to the bible the tree of life the tree of good and evil so everything's got some sort of tree imagery and i think it's really interesting here's this tree this mystical tree and all this stuff's happening out of this like witchery <laughs> that's going on in this particular area around this tree yeah for sure and like i said the the, the i keep on going back to the rim pod like, like I said, the whole time. And it was like this thing where it was like, it would like change noises and stuff. It was kind of like, it would always, it would always be on, but it would be like, like doing all kinds of different things with it, which has never happened before. It's like, it has its own energy there, you know, which I thought was the most fascinating thing about the tree. And the very fact that here's a tree, it's half rotten. It's all gone. Yet there's still this power about this tree that's around. You know what I'm saying? It's very strange, even though that it's dead, it's still there still seems to be some sort of energy around it, you know, so it goes to something where you're saying with like trees and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So it's like maybe this tree does have or, uh, you know, a lot of things, you know, they did a lot of, you know, me, who knows what they did at this tree. They could have done, you know, they're worshiping there. They could have done a bunch of different things there. Even America, right? What uh, Thomas Jefferson, the tree of liberty, liberty must be refreshed time to time with blood of patriots and tyrants. It's like it's still relevant to this day. Like you went all the way back and it's still relevant to this day. So trees are a huge part of some kind of and even this new phenomenon of all the like, you know, moving of trees and like where they're just positioning. There's a lot of weirdness happening where people believe the trees have their own life. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. 
definitely for sure no it's super interesting like uh, like i said just a cool cool spot cool spot with some awesome activity you know but i didn't expect for sure yeah i that's wild man really wild <laughs> no dude, i do lo- i like i like i love doing what i do because like you just every single no matter where i go it's like there's always something that i could take away and be like wow that's really cool or like that's or something i didn't expect you know like i like all those things i just told you i did not expect any of that there i was expecting just to be able to tell a cool historical story maybe i get lucky and you know get some sort of you know voice in the spirit box that maybe said something cool or pakwaji or something you know but like no it was it blew me away as far as what was there you know and like i said this is all all these places i'm talking about are in the bridgewater triangle you know dighton is a part of the bridgewater triangle you know so like it's it is interesting that all you know all these places that i'm talking about are all part of this area too you know it's just like almost like it's they're kind of i don't know like you said early like feeding off each other kind of thing you know and the heart of it is seems to be the huckamuck swamp so yeah i want to uh switch it up a little bit and you had mentioned uh you know you had sent us over some notes earlier uh what's up with this urban legend the legend of wolf island road yeah dude so this is honestly one of the coolest little urban legends i found recently so there's a couple different stories about like a couple different urban legends within the urban legend even so the original urban legend is there's this couple that's driving down the road late at night um they break down on the side of the road the husband goes to get help leaves the wife you know alone in the car the husband takes a little bit longer than he would like or whatever so the wife eventually she falls asleep and then she's just awoken by this large like crash or large thud a large noise or something and then when she like kind of opens her eyes and kind of looks around in front of her she sees dangling feet of people like you know people hanging in front of her so she freaks out she somehow gets the car started, which was not working before, but somehow is now working. She you know, starts the car, uh, drives out of there, and that's kind of like the, the legend of Wolf Island Road. But the legend behind the legend is the reason why there's dangling feet hanging from the trees is because allegedly during the King Philip War time, now this is an urban legend, so that I couldn't, there's no verifiable like, hey, this battle happened here. These English people died. These Native Americans died. There's not really anything like that. Now, this could have very well happened. And based on the evidence I got, I think something happened here for sure. But the legend goes, there was a conflict between Native Americans and English people there. Somebody lost. Somebody got killed. No one knows who. Whoever was lost, whoever lost was hung from those trees. And that's what the woman saw when she um, you know, woke up and heard the large crash. It was the um i don't know residual energy or residual whatever of these this hanging or whatever and she saw that's what she saw and so that's kind of like the two part legend of wolf island road um there is like another one like another legend that came a little bit further along but it's kind of very familiar to other legends where you turn off your lights right you're driving on the road you turn off your lights you turn them back on and you know you flash them x amount of times and then all of a sudden there's a car there that comes racing towards you one of those kind of things I don't particularly, I, I, I feel like that's just like an add-on that someone added on to this story. So I, the original urban legend is, is the woman and the, the couple seeing that. And then that's allegedly why is because of the battle or whatever. So I was like, I got to go. So I went during the day and at night. During the day, uh, we didn't get too, too much on the spirit box. 
we did check out a cemetery over there and we got like a um, EVP. I think it was someone saying hello, something like that. Very basic, not not nothing too crazy. Um, just normal stuff, you know. That's if you couldn't get more of a normal EVP, it's hello or hey. That's like the norm. That's like the most basic of EVPs you're gonna get, you know. So I was like, okay. So then we go back at night and we, you know, drive through. Um, we have the spirit box on, and in this particular area where it's like really wooded, and um, it's a dirt road for those people who don't know it. There, it's a dirt road. Um, on one side of the road, it's paved. The other side's paved. In the middle, it's dirt. So in the middle area, there's like a huge gap where there's no homes and no houses at. And so that particular area is where we got the most stuff on the spirit box. So on the spirit box, we got careful, wounded, save me. And then we asked if they needed help. And someone screamed, I'm talking screamed back at us. No. You know, so it seemed like there's people there that were asking for help. And then there was other people there being like, no, they don't need your help. You know, kind of thing. Like I said, this kind of like two different groups of people sort of thing. You know, I don't know what's the deal or whatever, but I do find it interesting. Like I said, the, the urban legend is that there was a battle there. There's people hurt there. And then all of a sudden we're getting these things that kind of line up with that. Not only that, um, we asked who they were. And um, uh, what, uh, they said, uh, I was like, where are you from? And so they said Plymouth, which is interesting because if this story is true, that would be the time period that um, that's probably where they would be from. It would be Plymouth because Plymouth was the first town that was in kind of Massachusetts. And so if it's early, early on in the in the that time period, they probably would be from Plymouth, which is interesting because the town that this road is in is not Plymouth. It's like. Fairhaven or something. You know, I think it's Fairhaven, I think, or Mattapoisett. It's on the town line. It's one of those two towns. Not nowhere close to Plymouth. You know, so I do find I, th I do think it's interesting. And then the last thing we got, um, just kind of asking questions, it said, uh, you can die. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful one. <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah. laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> And we're talking like a deep raspy voice, you know, just like you can die. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So I'm um, just a cool like urban legend. And like I said, and then to go there and get the the stuff that the that the urban legend says happened there or like or at least some evidence pointing that something happened there where people got hurt. And there's, you know, I think it's super cool and super interesting. Like that's you couldn't ask for anything better if you go to check out an urban legend and you get like. You know, that sort of stuff. It's super cool. Love it. You got my wheels so. turning in my head, right? Because we're talking about all this stuff and you're talking about the triangle. So I'm thinking like triangle, meaning there's points, right, to connect all. So I was looking some stuff up right now and I was like, you know, is there like a, part a particle accelerator around there or anything? Well, there is one in MIT, the MIT in Middleton, Massachusetts. So I was like, well, how far is that from Freetown Falls? It's an hour away. So I'm wondering if that has is contributed to some of the weird activity. I know some of the places in like we talk about in Oak Ridge in Tennessee, there's a lot of weirdness and there's an accelerator over there. You know what I mean? There's some in Texas. So I wonder if that is I, I'm just starting to really think that that is a connection that like every time I'm starting to hear this stuff, I'm trying to find is there something like that 
that was either there at that time. I don't know how long it's been there. I don't think it's there anymore. But the article I was kind of reading was talking about like in the 60s that maybe there was some radiation and they were investigating it. And then that's what made me think, well, how far is this? So maybe that is playing into some of this activity, not saying it's not fallen angels or, you know, grays or whatever, but this has something to do with it. It's all that, Sean. So, I didn't even think about it's that. It's all that. You got the yeah. fallen angels. <laughs> it's all that. You got it's, it's particle accelerator <laughs> because they're helping them build it so they can crack open more shit so Phil can go out there and they can tell him that he's going to die. That's why they're doing it, man. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, that particle accelerator thing is great, Sean, because you don't even know how deep those go underground when they make them. You only know what they tell you. And, there's, and, and they can go for miles. You have no idea what's going on. Also, every particle accelerator that they have, they're not telling us either. You don't even know. We, we know a lot of them, but we don't know how many particle accelerators there are out there. And I would think in specific areas like this, you're going to see a lot of government activity um, that you don't know about that's going on out in these areas as well, especially if you've got an area that's super dark, super satanic, and they're going to hype that piece of it up. They're going to push that part of the legend up. Freetown State Forest, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on out there, but there's that element that I think when you're talking about three-letter agencies and government activity where they're going to really push that to the forefront, especially if they've got a hand in what's going on back in there, too. So they don't want you to find out what's going on back there. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, yeah, and, and regardless of the the particles accelerator, just the, the, the natural phenomenon that's happening already – and then you add that into it. Good God almighty. No wonder I'm hearing like metal noises in the swamp and like, you know what I mean? Like, Lord knows what that's doing. You know what I mean? Like it could there could be so many unintended consequences for stuff like that. They don't even like, you know, not even anything, anything nefarious, just like mistakenly being like, oh, yeah, no big deal. We'll just do this. And then like then something happens 50 miles away that they don't even know about. Do You know what I mean? Like, who knows how that works? We, there's, you know, it's very limited knowledge we have of what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know, it's, it's wild. Definitely wild. Opening sure. portals and things are coming out and they're seeping into our realm because they're opening these gates and they don't know what's coming through it. Whether it's, we don't know either. We can't say they're good or bad. There's no way of telling, but we do know some of it is evil. Like we can sense it, like our intuition, our bodies and our minds and our energy senses that, Hey man, this is off. Definitely they're opening up stuff, and every time it seems like one of these things or something similar, and I think it has, like you said, like, I wonder if they strategically put them there, though, right? They know that there's already this paranormal activity over here. They know that there's been blood sacrifices. They know the history of the wars and, and the bloody, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe this is that futuristic uh, you know, sacrifice to Moloch, whatever you want to call it. It's just this new way and they're opening these gates. And I think that it's just intensifying what was already there. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Or, or they're using it to their own advantage, you know, it's kind of like a, to feed what they're trying to do. You know, it's, yeah, dude, it's, it's definitely interesting. I love the Bridgewater Triangle. There's so much, every time I, I, I get it, I'm like, yeah, I get a grasp on what's going on here. Something else happens where I'm like, okay, I don't know what. <laughs> I'll hear some new metal sound that I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, dude, it's I, I already can't wait to get like back out there and like I already got like 900 new questions for the Huckamuck Swamp already, you know, because uh, like I said, I, we didn't even get to talk about like Nephilim stuff. But like, I think like Bigfoot, Pukwudgies, all that stuff could be Nephilim based. One of the questions I'm going to ask when I go to the Huckamuck next, I can't believe I'd never asked this. I'm going to ask them who created them. You know, did God create you? Did an angel create you? Do you know what I mean? So, and who knows? I'll, I'm excited to see what they'll say. Do you know what I mean? Because then we can get an idea. I mean, who knows? They might not tell me the truth. But if they do tell me the truth and they say angel, <laughs> you know, or if they say God, then I'm like, okay, well, maybe these are fallen, some sort of fallen cherubims or what? I don't know. Who knows? You know, because when Satan fell, he, he took all kinds of angels with him. You know, so Lord knows what other angels besides you know just who knows there might be different kinds and that's why we have different you know like there's pakwajis and whatever i'm just speculating who knows but that's something i i like that's my burning question now is to ask that question who created you i'm with you because you know, like i think that's we had that's uh pivotal gary wayne on the show several months back and we had him on there to talk about fairy nephilim and that's something he doesn't get to talk about a lot on the shows because he's just talking about you know the giant aspect of it but he broke down so many different forms of what fallen angels uh tinkered with dna wise um because it's even said in, in the book of enoch and the book of giants how they were having sex with animals and they were creating other forms of nephilim i think people uh forget that you know nephilim uh isn't just about giants if we're talking about crossbreeding they were crossbreeding with a lot of different stuff so when you're talking about your uh small smaller like your trolls and fairies and all these things i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that these are uh fallen angel based and it might not even be just the fact that hey they had sexual relations with something and created these things i think the fallen angels are very and sean i say this a lot on the show i think that aliens and fallen angels are the same one and the same i think it's extraterrestrial i think it's what people don't understand right when you say fallen angels they're still extraterrestrial they're not of this earth so when you break that down and they're super highly intelligent and they've been passing on all kinds of technology to humankind through over thousands of years and it's been it's been shown throughout history so i don't think that piece of it's wrong at all i think maybe the viewpoints can be different from different people and how they got here and what they are but as far as like you know my in my understanding of what fallen angels are they create technology they know how to create one they know how to dna splice that's a big part of what they've done for a long time so why wouldn't they create a host of things that they could control and that they could corrupt it's part of their shtick man it's corruption so yeah i think you've got maybe this area that that you're going in this this bermuda triangle on land essentially that you're going into and you've got this dominion that's over this area and he's got a lot of different uh worker bees of all different kinds but to sean's point it doesn't necessarily mean that everything in there's bad either it could be there's some sort of gateway into this other dimension and you got things moving in and out of that that yeah you've you know like our friends from cryptos of the corn always say you know their belief is like something like mothman is like a trash panda over there in that in that universe right they're they're they always seem super scared when they get here they're kind of hiding they're hungry 
hungry. They're like the the raccoon from wherever they came from. And I think you get a lot of that going on, too. And maybe some of these creatures and some of these things, even if they're intelligent and they can speak to you, man, they're like, the hell am I doing here, man? Like something opened up and I got stuck here, man, with my friends, man. I'm trying to get out. Like, yeah, maybe they are hungry. Maybe they're starving. They don't have anything to eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're asking me for food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man one thing yeah, i kind of wanted to get into too was uh, uh you were talking about uh your spirit box turning on by itself i thought that would be pretty yeah, uh, interesting absolutely sure this also happened in the bridgewater triangle as well actually the the tippity top of the bridgewater triangle in a town called abington now, it's also another one of these spots where I wasn't really expecting much um, going in. You know, it was it was literally one of these spots where um, a viewer of mine reached out and was like, hey, I know this place in Abington. It has some historical things that have happened there. A lot of abolitionists used to meet there back in the mid 1800s um, during and before the Civil War. Um, so it has that sort of history there. But not only that, there's like a couple like strange deaths that have happened there. Um, you know, people drowning and the water, it's just very strange because where the guy drowned, it's like not very um, deep, you know? So like a guy's drowned, drowned there, a guy fell through the ice and got paralyzed there. So a lot of like odd injuries and stuff have happened over the years there. And so she had mentioned it to me. And so I was like, okay. And so it has the history. It has some sort of weird, strange deaths. So I was like, good enough i was like that's good enough for me to check it out you know there's there's history there they like can piece together if i don't find any paranormal evidence at all at least i can piece together a cool story to like tell people share so um doing my thing i i'm about to do a spirit box session and i literally say i was like i was like oh i think i'm gonna do a spirit box or i think i asked do you want to do a spirit box session and then on my word bank i get the response yeah and so I'm like, I was like, all right. And so I go to put my bag down and halfway between me putting it down to the ground inside my bag, my spirit box turns on by itself. Now, this has never happened before. I've always keep it in my backpack. I've, I've picked up my backpack many times, put it down many times. In the video, if you guys watch, I try to replicate it to try to make it go off again. I put my spirit box inside the bag in the same exact spot, pick it up, put it down, do all kinds of, I can't, I couldn't get it to do it again. And it's not like something where you could just, it's a push button kind of thing. You have to, it's a switch. You got to flick and it's, it's, it's pretty hard to flick it over. And like I said, I get the, the word bank that responds to my question. Yeah, I do want to talk to you in a spirit box. And then before I can even put my bag down. So it's not even like I put my bag down and maybe the button get hit, got hit or something. We're talking midair. There's nothing hitting that button, but a ghost or something. And so it turns on in my bag. And so I get it all on camera and everything. And so I'm like, no way. And so I open up my bag and it's on, you know, cause when it, the spirit box turns on, when you hit that switch, it'll say uh, S box scanning FM. And it only says that if you hit the switch, like, so it just couldn't be on in my bag. And then maybe if I push a button, it'll say something. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. If you got to flip that switch. So yeah, it literally turned on inside my bag. Creep me out. I keep, I kept on going, you know, doing my thing. And then later on when I'm doing like a, a spirit box session on the word bank, I get the response poltergeist. 
you know, which is the only time I've ever gotten that word, you know, which I think is interesting because like, okay, here I have my, my spirit box turning on on my bag by itself. And then I get shortly after this, I get poltergeist, which, you know, is, you know, ghosts known to move things and do things and that kind of stuff, move things around and touch things and that kind of thing. So weird experience. I can't explain it. I tried to replicate it. I couldn't replicate it. I keep my ex, uh, my spirit box in my bag ever since then. I've had it in my bag before that. It hasn't happened since. Um, wild. Sounds like they're trying to get you off the trail, man. <laughs> if you think about <laughs> calling you a bitch, we'll kill you. Yeah. Like, it just keeps progressing. They're like, hey, man, I don't think this guy gets it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. So <laughs> true. I feel like when Phil goes out there, Sean, that when he comes back, there's so much he has to cut out of his recruitment videos to get people to go back out there with him. Cause he's like, Oh, I gotta cut this out, I gotta cut this out. He's like, they're trying to kill me. He's like, yeah, we gotta make dude, sure yeah, we hide yeah. that. <laughs> dude, it's funny you say that. I took my cousin out to the Huckamuck once and the spirit box said his name six times. You know? And I was like, I was like, Do you like Patrick? And it's like, Patrick. <laughs> You know, so yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's not a great sound. Like. No, no, it's not. If you want, if you don't want to hear, if you want to hear your name in a spirit box, come out with me. You'll hear it. <laughs> yeah, and if you're already a little bit afraid of that, you're probably uh, you're done. You're like, oh, I'm you're good, done. Man. You're <laughs> absolutely, absolutely done. It's, yeah, so most people, if they heard their own name in a spirit box, they'd be done. You know, yeah, dude. And what's crazy about it? I mean, when I was a little kid, I'd be, I was definitely like a scaredy cat of like the paranormal and stuff, but. And I look at myself now and I'm like going out by myself into the Huckabuck Swamp and all these places that like, you know, most people wouldn't dare go by themselves. And I'm like, wow, I've come a long way from being like a person that was afraid to, you know, s sleep with, in my room with my light not on, you know, my night light. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> You're out there with night lights now, man. Orbs yeah, floating all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it's funny you speak we even mentioned i didn't forget to mention it. i'm glad you said that good catch so in the huckamuck swamp one of the claims is swamp lights are like lights and we've caught that on camera in the huckamuck this is like well over a year ago like last winter not this winter but the winter before and so what people claim that is or think that is is like puck wedgies or spirits or something like that but like it's it was like it's one of these phenomenons where like you can you can see it down the trail and you're like, oh my God. And if you really look, you can see, I saw it turn from red to green to white, all these different colors. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things where you try to get close to it and it just keeps on getting further away. Do you know what I mean? It was like one of those kind of phenomenons and uh, yeah, weird. Right. And uh, we've caught that just that one time, but it was in one particular area um, of the, the swamp. Um, so super interesting. That's like something I never thought I'd see. It's like, you know, strange lights in the swamp like that. Very strange. Like I said, different colors. Well, it seems to me like it was you know, luring just going you from back like, because you said like, it kept going as you got closer. Yes. And that seems yes, very that's what they do. They folk that's very they like do. with the orbs mm -hmm. because it's like they'll yes. kind of yep. lure you back and keep going. And you're like, oh, I want to chase this thing. And it's like it's it's distance never changes from where you're at. And it's like it's luring you further into Whatever's waiting for you out there. And it seems to me there's a lot of stuff waiting out there. For sure. And that's what they say Pukwudgies do. They'll like lead you to your doom or lead you to like, you know, either save you or lead you to your death, which is a very two different extremes. 
you know, I don't know if I want to be friends with anything that's like either going to help me or kill me. <laughs> or there's two types. There's two types. Or, two types. You know, maybe, or there's two types. Maybe some that's are warning you. Maybe some are protecting you and some are luring right. you in. Maybe also that's depending true. on which area you go to. That's true. That That's what they say. There, Some Native American cultures say there are good ones and bad ones. I don't know. It's so hard to like say whether I think they're good or bad because I've had interactions where like when they say hey to me, it doesn't feel like they're evil, you know? But then there's other parts where it's like, yeah, that, then you get the come see, come, you know, come see me, come, come to me over here. You know what I mean? You get that. And it's like, that's not good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, you're right. Maybe there is like, or you were saying they're like, kind of like beholden to some sort of, you know, fallen angel or something. And they're just kind of like minions that just do what they're told kind of thing. But they're not necessarily evil in their own right. You know, they're just kind of trapped or made to do what you know what these things tell them to do well here's another concept that i've really been on here the past year as i've done all my nephilim research and the further i've dug one of the things is and i brought this up on uh shadow band syndicate one of the shows that sean and i have with juan ayala from one-on-one podcast we just did an episode called nephilim origins and we broke down a lot of the origins of nephilim well one of the things i ran across when i was reading the book of giants which people attribute to the book of enoch a lot of times it'll be in there with the book of enoch even though technically it's not part of that first book of enoch but one of the really cool things as it because if anybody knows anything about the Book of Giants, it's a bunch of fragments, right? It's Dead Sea Scrolls. They found a bunch of fragments and they kind of pieced it together. But towards the end, Enoch, it will, basically Gilgamesh and the other giants go to uh, Enoch because they're having these dreams that they're going to die, right? They know there's an impending flood coming. They know that they're going to die and they're freaking out at this point. And they've even talked to their fathers, fallen angels, and they just all know it's impending, but they don't want to die. So they go to Enoch and Enoch comes back to them with with a word uh, from Yahweh and basically tells them that they can repent and turn from their evil ways. So it started making me think that even it sounds like a very God thing to do too. Even if these things are created by fallen angels or whatever else that I think there's retribution and there's forgiveness for all. And I think that God would operate that way. And I think he would look at it as a situation like you didn't choose to be born into this world this, this way. And it maybe, maybe these things out there, the, the, you know, what are they, pug wedgies? Puck wedgies? Yeah. What if there's some that were like, hey, man, we don't want to be part of this anymore. <laughs> like, we're part of this other tribe. And maybe they, over time, they've kind of sided up with the good angels, this, this other side of it. And maybe there's like a war going on in this triangle that we don't see. Uh, 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 you know, almost like a uh, another uh, dimensional war, and like Sean said, where the dimensions are are opening up in different places. So you've got this kind of interdimensional war that's going on in this highly concentrated, high strangeness area. But I am of the thought that I think that some of these things, one, I don't think the fallen angels created all of them. I think there is this other dimension and there's all kind of creatures that we have no idea about. And I think some of them are highly intelligent. We don't know what they are. I mean, we even know, and I say it a lot on this show, but like even in Psalms 82, one, it talks about Elohim judged the Elohim. So we know that God judged the gods. We don't know what that means. We don't know what these other gods 
gods are. We just know there's a most high and we know there's a, a bunch of other supernatural stuff going on. We don't even know about parallel universes. We don't know anything outside of the scope of our little sphere that we're in that we can you know, perceive. So when you start thinking about that, you know, maybe there are these two different tribes of puck wedgies that, Hey man, we're trying to help you out. And Hey, we're actually not, we're trying to lead you to your doom. I like it, Sean. Maybe part of the deal is though with uh, God, you know, then you get free will, right? You're not stuck to this entity or whatever, like maybe created you or you were like attached to. So maybe part of the deal is you finally get free will and you're able to, you know, do your own thing. But in return, you kind of protect uh, the other, you know, maybe we would be considered down lower depending on the power of each entity. But I think that's definitely true. Like, why wouldn't they be also up for redemption you know what i mean like it's not just us and and then maybe in turn being able to protect us and that's why we see stuff like that even with bigfoots and uh, where they're protecting people or warning people that's what i hear from that and there has to be two sides right there's always like this good and evil it's kind of like the whole mix of how this world is made up of we have this good side this bad side of this constant spiritual war it can't just be us versus these high entities there's got to be more on our side besides just the angels from god yeah for sure for sure yeah dude it's super interesting i love talking about all this kind of stuff because like i said it's i could talk about it i could listen to you talk about hours i love all your Nephilim stuff that you've done. You guys are you're so awesome with that. I absolutely love it. It's one of those things as a kid, you know, growing up in the church, like you read that Bible verse and then, you know, once in a while you're, you're sitting around the dinner table. This is like I was a kid and your parents would like talk about it a little bit and you'd be like, Oh, what, you know, like just speculating on like, you know, what the Nephilim are, you know, all that kind of stuff. So dude, I absolutely love it. You guys, Joel's crushing it with the Nephilim talk. I absolutely love it. But yeah, dude, Huckamuck Swamp, Bridgewater Triangle. It's just one of those incredible places where just all these strange things are happening. And I can't wait to get back out there and, you know, find more stuff to talk about so I can come back on here and tell you what else I found. So what is and next for you? Um, let's see. Coming up next, I got um, I'm probably man, I got a bunch of stuff coming down the pipe, but I think I just released a video down your guys way down in Tennessee. Um, I, we went to Elkmont. Are you familiar with Elkmont at all? It's like down in um, like Gatlinburg area. So Elkmont, I guess, was this vacation spot for like wealthy people. And then when they made it a national park, that area, they kind of told the people, hey, you know, we, you know, you can live here until you die. But after you die, we're going to take this land and make it a national park, basically. And so there's like basically I think there's about 12 to 18 cabins left I think about 12 or so, but it used to be a lot bigger than that. So it's just kind of like abandoned. They've kind of fixed up these cabins and it's just you can kind of walk through at your leisure and kind of check the place out. So we went during the day um, just to explore it. And I, j I shot footage, but I was thinking that because we were going to go back at night to do like a full paranormal investigation. So I was thinking, all right, during the day, I'll just get some just cool shots of the place that I could use in the other footage. No, 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 no. We caught like nine or ten evps not even like during evp sessions you know we're talking this one point the, the one that sticks out to me the most actually two i'll tell you about one of them nicole is literally this is my fiance nicole she's talking about our cats and she's showing um one of the guys who with jason of afk discussions podcast you're showing him 
a picture of our cats. They'd be like, yeah, they're crazy. And at the time, the same time she says they're crazy, someone else says that's crazy. A- another female voice literally either mimicking her, mocking her, or just repeating what she says or agreeing with her. I'm not, I, you know, it could be any of those things. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It was, it was weird because it was a female too, like a female voice. You know what I mean? So we got that. And then I got the other one that sticks out to me the most is we were, I was looking at this wall and, you know, they fixed up these cabins, right? But there's certain spots where they kind of like don't fix it up and they show you what it used to look like. And so one of these spots has this signature on the wall and it's like a girl's name. I can't remember, Mary maybe or something. And so I'm looking at the wall with the camera. I'm like, oh, there's someone's signature here. And then someone, a man's voice says, fucking wall. And so like pissed off that like they've that this wall has been drawn attention to that the signature like obviously what I'm thinking is people keep on going in there and going to that spot looking at the wall and he's probably irritated and sick of people going in there and looking at the wall because there's a signature on the wall that's what I took it as I mean who knows but that was I just wasn't expecting it just like that kind of like just attitude and just like just disdain for me talking about this wall in his house <laughs> I don't you know what I mean like who gets that upset about like <laughs> why are you looking at my house what? like you know what I mean just like so upset you know just a, a, just a wild place so that's out this week and then next week is part two where I'll give you a, a preview of part two too if you want for your listeners so part two we get multiple knocks on walls when we request like so we got a knock on a wall you're like oh is that a knock on a wall like can you do that again boom knock on a wall not only that, I will say we asked because there's I guess in Tennessee, you guys have I can't remember the name, but there's this like urban legend about this like witch creature or something. I can't remember the name of the witch specifically, but I asked about like witches and about that witch specifically. And on the spirit box, we get the response. That's devil worship. Which <laughs> I was like damn so you guys have that to look forward to that was pretty awesome and i haven't even edited this video that's just the parts that i know from like remembering um like the video when we were there that night so i'm excited to like edit that and see what else we caught because like i said we caught nine to ten evps during the day not even asking questions not even trying to like get evps you know what i mean and so like i'm excited to see what happens when we do you know what i mean like i'm super excited to go through that footage so that's kind of like the two videos i got now obviously I'm going to be back in the Huckamuck Swamp soon. I got the Freetown State Forest night video I'm going to be doing and then uh, kind of branching out into other areas as I go along. So so now it's got me thinking the uh, Bridgewater Triangle. What are they called? Pugawudgies? Puck, Puckwudgies. Puckwudgies UFOs, Fallen Angels. Oh, my. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, all t- you want to know something funny about the Puckwudgies? When I was in Elkmont, guess what I got in the spirit box when I asked who was there? What do you think? What do you think they said? Puck wudgie. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, all right. And then, like I said, I know that a lot of the Native American cultures have these, but to say puck wudgie in Tennessee, when like I've gotten puck wudgie before in Massachusetts and stuff, shocked me. I was like, I, the last thing I expected was to hear that. And I was like, good God almighty, they're down here too? Or do they follow me here? What if... In different areas, they call themselves something different, too. And what if they know that you're down there 
from a different zone, and they're like, hey, our buddies back in the other dimension ran into us and said, man, there's this guy, Phil, man, running around out here, man. We've been kind of messing with him. And they got they got word down there to Tennessee. They're like, Phil's going to be here. We, we got him. We got him. <laughs> yeah, 100%. They're like, Phil here. Phil here. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I know. I thought the same thing because I'm like, I was like, I'm pretty sure in Tennessee, I don't think they're called Pukwudgies. Like, they're called something else. You know what I mean? So the very fact they knew like, oh. <laughs> they're following you man they're ev- <laughs> they're on your track <laughs> they're on your track everywhere you go yeah dude so unsettling <laughs> it's not yeah dude they really are. as long as they keep on providing me with evps you know that's that's fine i guess and then maybe hopefully they'll like maybe show themselves to me on camera that would be the ultimate i mean absolutely ultimate but yeah feels like the pied piper of puck wudgies he's just like everywhere he goes <laughs> learn him out like, there he is <laughs> <laughs> feels like the cryptid to the puck wudgies like they're like if you've seen phil then it's like yeah, a big deal no. in the puck wudgie, i gotta get like, that flute community. i gotta get that flute that they were playing <laughs> like, he's cool we mess with him all the time uh. <laughs> Pretty much. They're pranking. Hey, maybe they're you. Maybe in that ultimate dimension, they're doing YouTube videos on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pug exactly. Watch, it's Pug like, watch yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yeah, feels like a big star, Phil, like here? on the Puckwudgie tube. Yeah. <laughs> you get him. You get Phil, millions of views. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I. Pukwudgies, man, <laughs> they're on my trail. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This has been fun, guys. I needed this so so bad. Such a such a, uh, a tough week for me. So this has been absolutely awesome. I appreciate it, man. No, we appreciate you, man, coming on and breaking down some stuff that, like, a lot of stuff I haven't heard, you know what I mean? Things that got me thinking. I think that's always good when we have these is because we get to hear other people's experiences and their point of view of that experience. It's not always the same, but, man, there's all these correlations that always seem these underlining little, like, pieces they're not exactly the same all the time but there's all these little pieces that kind of relate to each other we always find that interesting when we talk to people like joel was saying earlier with the weird phenomena of different animals particle accelerators fallen angel nephilim how it kind of all really ties in together but before we get out of here phil can you remind everybody where they can find you all your social medias and so they could get to these videos because i'm trying to get to that myself as well Absolutely. So I do, like I said, weekly videos every single Thursday, 7 p.m. Canadian Dutch Boys Studios. That's my YouTube channel. If you want to follow me on my socials, Exploring with Phil, Phil with two L's, minus Twitter, Exploring underscore Phil. Um, Yeah, so please follow me. I make trailers every single week for my videos, too. Um, I think I make some of the best trailers in the business. That's just me personally. So please, if you're new to my channel and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to check out my trailers. And then, you know, I guarantee you guys will be hooked. You guys will be wanting want to check out all my videos because, um, you know, the Bridgewater Triangle is wild. And I every single week I'm finding absolutely crazy, crazier evidence than the week before. So 
Um, you guys can follow me there. And you know, I'm so happy that you guys had me on. It was a, such an awesome experience. I want to thank you guys again for having me on. Thank you listeners for their support. And, you know, um, yeah, man, it's just been an awesome time. I loved it. And thank you. So click that Exploring with Phil link right below in the show notes right now. And just subscribe right away. Why not, right? And then why not just leave a nice little comment and a review because you're going to get some great, great stuff. And you know you can follow us on all the socials, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Sean Chris Music on Instagram, Van Tesla Music on Instagram, and now KillTheMockingbirds.com, the hub for everything. You can go sign up for the homeless lizard people. Help the homeless lizard people. They need help as much as they can get. You can go on there and find other stuff. And I was kind of thinking, Joe, because I know, like, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to get into this with you because I know, like, what you're after. Your ultimate goal of everything we're doing is to get the attention of Saki, right? So I was thinking maybe you can invite these Pugwudgies and maybe they can help you out. Dude, your mind literally was synced up with mine while you were talking about saving the homeless reptilians. I was thinking that. These puck wudgies, according to Phil, they call for you to come out. They lead you. All I have to do to get Jen Saki so we can have our marriage and consummation and have our ginger, full-blooded Nephilim children, all I have to do is get with Phil to lure the puck wedgies to us because he's hot commodity over there. He's a hot commodity. We get the puck wedgies. I make a little pact with them, the good ones. Make a pact with them. They can lure her to me. Game over. Game over, Sean. Jen Saki's mine. Done deal. Done deal. And also, don't forget to check out our music, Sean Chris and Joel Thomas, on all music streaming platforms. And of course, we're going to go out with. Our banger, uh, because why not? Because it's a uh, paranormal episode. So let's go out with 30 Hours of Utah. You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brrah, brrah. Bird killers. Yeah.
Appalachian mountains in the distant scene. Trouble seems to follow me, that's why I pipe my name. Orange mixed in the horizon, Texas margarita. This road is long, can't wait to put my feet on. I'm just existing, my thoughts conflicting. Paradox shifting, what is resistance? What is transmitting, always persisting, no coexisting. We're in remission. Be hot.